This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement to not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. Most training and resources don't really prepare church leaders for the challenges they will face. These real-world challenges can make you feel overwhelmed, underprepared, isolated, or burned out. We believe you don't have to face challenges alone. It is why Daily Pastor helps church leaders and volunteers find the encouragement and tools to thrive in ministry. Today we are talking about a critical subject for everyone, specifically those who are called to a life in ministry. We're talking about purity and how to pursue it. We want to talk about pursuing and maintaining purity in our thought life, our online time, and all of our daily actions. So, so Dace, why is purity an important subject that you want to talk about today? Uh, why are you so passionate about pursuing purity? You know, Kyle, in fact, I, I've, I've done some reading about uh, online habits at, on college campuses and things of that nature. And most of the internet bandwidth is, is, is taken up or used by those that are watching porn. And so pornography has become mainstream in our culture. There's so many opportunities uh, to engage in things that frankly don't honor God and they are really traps. So, you know, to be frank, it's just an area that's easy to stumble in with advertising the internet and entertainment using what's impure to market what they're selling. Frankly, it's hard to remain pure in an impure age. Right. And regardless of what some people may think about, you know, when we're talking about purity and saying, okay, well, this is, is too conservative. I, I do, uh, if someone's struggling with that today, I would say maybe let, let's talk about it from a, a view of holiness, right? And, and the idea of holiness being set apart, right? Being set apart for God. Uh, I don't think uh, many people listening to this today are, are going to uh, disagree with, with the word holy. Uh, you know, those are really good points. And, and certainly the distractions are probably greater uh, than they've been throughout time. And we're just at a point where we're constantly bombarded really from the moment uh, we first kind of get going in the morning uh, till obviously late at night. Uh, There is opportunity, opportunity abounds for anyone looking for it, but also for really just in those um, times that we're not, that we let our guard down, uh, there's really opportunity to uh, be attacked and and let our minds drift. And as, as guys, we know that. And that's really what we want to talk about today is, is going, okay, how do I pursue purity in an impure age? So uh, why else are we talking about this? Well, I think it's important to recognize that we all sin and we're all prone to sin. And I, I like to say it like this. We all have that software on board. Or, you know, even when a person becomes a Christ follower, they've still got that, that software. They've still got that, 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 um, uh, the potential, the capability to sin and then sin in big ways. And when we're talking about purity and pursuing purity, and you mentioned holiness, holiness is God's character. God is holy. Throughout the Bible, we see that that's what he is. That's what he's like. And so if we're pursuing Jesus, we're, we should love the things that he loves. We should hate the things that he should that he hates. And we grow in that relationship. We grow in our, our, in our holiness, frankly, as we pursue Jesus. But with that growing in our holiness, what can really hinder that is all the things that we're confronted with in the world. Now, I'm not talking about isolating yourself in a cave, but I'm just talking about learning how 
to navigate this sinful world and not get dragged down into the muck and the mire of sin or patterns of sin. Because frankly, the reason, one of the reasons why it is sin is because God has, God recognizes what is good for his people and what causes them to flourish. And he also recognizes what will destroy his people, what will bring harm and hurt and damage. And there's nothing like sexual sin that can bring hurt into a person's life. Now, I'll be the first one to say, Kyle, I'm not saying that sex is bad. In fact, sex is a wonderful gift from God, but there are there is a a, a pattern in a way that God has, has laid out and designed sex to work in human life for human flourishing. And when we deviate from that, um, through engaging in internet pornography or patterns of lust or other things that the Bible prohibits and says is not good and does not lead to human flourishing, then we've got a real problem. So it's a danger. I'd be the first to say in my own life, I've got to guard against this. I want to pursue purity, but I also have to recognize that within me, even as a Christ follower, um, being impure, uh, sinning, uh, specifically sexual sin, those are real threats. Those That's a real danger in my life that I've got to guard against as I pursue Jesus. Yeah. And so when we're talking about sexual immorality, you know, I do think it, it's something that um, there is freedom in. There's there's certainly a spot where, where uh, God can heal and, and make his presence known. Uh, I also do think that uh, kind of like you were talking about with isolation is that um, sin in general, right? When we uh, hide it, when we don't repent or confess, uh, that it simply... Uh, expounds and it grows. And, and so a lot of uh, problems and, and some great redemption stories of, of pastors, but there's also been a lot in the public eye who, who have really uh, struggled. And, and oftentimes when they talk about their struggle, it does come back to uh, initial thoughts, what they were watching, the content that they were taking in, uh, rather than just a, a one-time whatever. It was really a pattern like you were talking about. So uh, Dace, share with us the uh, verse of the day regarding um, pursuing purity. You bet. First Corinthians 6, 18, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. I think this verse is at the heart of what we're talking about today. Uh, the idea of fleeing in this context, it actually carries the idea of fleeing from something like a dangerous animal or a serpent, right? When I was a kid, I was terrified of snakes and still don't like them that much. And to me, My, mine is mice. <laughs> mice. They're... You you may be afraid of snakes. Uh, for me, I will flee from a mouse quicker than pretty much anything else in this well, world. It's a statement of fact that a snake is far more terrifying than a mouse. So I don't know what's, you know, Cal, I, I don't know what's going on there. There's no question about that. But nevertheless, uh, I remember as a kid, I, I saw a, a cat or one of our, a cat out in the, in, in our front yard and it was staring at something. And I walked out there and I saw this, this snake, the cat was like fixed on it in curiosity. But for me, that thing was like, you know, I don't know if you've seen the movie Anaconda or it was like a viper, you know, that was, it was terrifying, right? A dangerous, hideous beast. By the way, there's a guy in my discipleship group and he may listen to this. He has a snake in his house, you know, that's like just weird to me. Sorry, snake lovers, but you know, you, I don't know if you can be saved and have a snake in your house, but anyway, it was, a, 
Yeah, I'll just stay away. We'll just pass. <laughs> it was a thing of horror. And so, you know, like a creature that, that had the power to kill. Well, that verse, 1 Corinthians 6, 18, I think that's kind of the idea. We should view sin and particularly sexual sin, sexual immorality as something that has the power to kill. Flee from it. Run from it. It's, it's, it's this thing that's going to bring death and destruction in your life. And by the way, uh, Proverbs talks a lot about that, about the adulterous woman, about one who would drag you down and, and, and their path leads to hell. And so I'm not saying that you lose your salvation by falling into a particular sin or a sexual sin. But what I'm saying is this passage is clear. We're to run from this stuff. We're to flee from this stuff. It's dangerous. And you and I both know that there's no shortage of examples. I mean, even I can think in the past couple of years of major ministry leaders who have had decades of ministry, quote, success and only be taken down by sexual sin, the allegation of prolonged sexual sin or impurity. This is a real threat. We've got to guard against it. I think more for me in my life, it's not necessarily about the purity part about it, but it's about the lack of repentance and, and lack of faith in God and saying, hey, God, you know, we will pray for health and healing and say, hey, God, will you will you inter- intervene here? Um, but a lot of times with sexual immorality, just because of a stigma that's attached to it, uh, we don't ask for God to intervene. Um, and maybe that's just because we uh, like sin too much or, um, you know, any other reason. But but yeah, that's that's for me. So I, I also know, you know, the concept of of our body as a temple of the Holy Spirit. Can you talk a little bit more about that? You bet. Well, 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Well, as Christ followers, this passage teaches us that we've been saved to be a place for God's Spirit so that God's Spirit can dwell inside us, a temple, a habitation, a house. That's something special, something sacred. God has created us so that we can live in a relationship with Him, and His very Spirit can can dwell in us. Our bodies are not to be a tool for sexual sin or or any sin of that matter. And by the way, Kyle, there's another reason why I think we need to pursue purity uh, in our in our lives, and that's just so that we can love well, so we can love others well. Purity uh, brings about intimacy. Uh, but when there's impurity, when we're struggling with with sexual sin, we're not going to be able to love well. We're not going to be able to focus on the relationships, God and our spouse, the way that we should. Yeah, and just to talk more about even that relationship about loving others, you know, I do think when we're talking about the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, uh, that that relationship is obviously hindered by. Uh, not only sin, but a lack of repentance and confession. And and uh, so to copy a, a saying probably from our grandmother, I, I don't know who it was, but the Holy Spirit goes to bed at midnight, right? <laughs> and so if you, uh, or, or nothing good happens that late at night. And so for me, I think uh, even knowing some of those things and saying, hey, I'm going to honor, I'm going to love well, uh, I think part of that is um, sitting there and going, okay, well, let's think through this. Let's talk through um, what it looks like to pursue purity in an impure age. So uh, let me ask you that. We know that we live in a fallen world. Uh, talk to me about kind of your thoughts on pursuing purity in an impure age. 
Well, I think we have to begin by admitting that trying harder is not the answer. It's really pretty ineffective. And if I focus on something for the purpose of not doing that thing, I'm still focusing on the wrong thing. Instead, the key to purity is having the right focus. And the right focus is always Christ. So my goal should be uh, should not be, okay, I'm not going to sin. That's the goal. I just don't sin, don't sin, don't sin. Instead, the focus has got to be on Christ. I want to follow Christ. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to focus on Him. And so I, instead of focusing on this thing that's really a struggle, I focus on the solution. And the solution is Christ. Uh, and in focusing on Christ, we learn to love more of what He loves and hate more of what He hates. That's a big difference in approach. So, so Dace, when we're talking about hating what he hates and, and kind of where our focus should and should not be, why don't you go ahead and share with us a tip on how we can practically do that today? Well, you bet. So the first tip really in, in, in pursuing purity is we have to focus on Christ, not the sin. Purity is going to grow in your life. And God's influence is going to grow as you focus on Christ. You know, plants need sunlight and water. And in the same way, as, as a Christ follower, we focus on Jesus. We focus on, on him and on his word so that we grow and, and learn to love what he loves and hate what he hates. You know, I heard someone say recently that when, you, uh, when you're in the word of God, you'll be in the will of God, right? And so that just kind of speaks to this, this idea that when, we're, when our focus is on Christ, um, um, we're going to grow more and more like him. That's actually a pattern that we see throughout scripture that you become what you worship. In fact, uh, for you, uh, for you pastor scholars out there, GK Bill wrote a book called we become what we worship or something like that. And it, it has this idea that whatever we give ourselves to, whatever we worship, whatever we devote ourselves to, we become like that thing. And so when we're talking about purity, if we want to be pure, if we want to be holy, there's, there's only one place, there's only one, one way to get that. And that is we've got to focus on Christ. We've got to worship him. We've got to be devoted on him. And so it may sound a little bit redundant, but if we're going to pursue purity, if we're going to live a life that's going to honor God, it begins with the right focus. And the right focus is not, well, I've got to try harder. I've got to I've got to not do this thing and I focus on that. That's a wrong approach. The right approach is I've got to be full of Christ. I've got to focus on Jesus. I've got to be in his word. I've got to pray. I've got to And I don't want to I don't want to I don't say those things in saying that well I've just got to you know getting back to the advice of I've got to try harder. No. I've got to grow in greater depth and love and relationship with Jesus so that as I grow in that relationship and that depth with Jesus, I'm going to love the things that he loves and hate the things that he hates. I'll illustrate it in this way. When I got married now many years ago, um, there are things that I didn't love at the time to do, but I learned to love to do them because my wife loves to do them. And so I found joy and I found pleasure in being with her doing these things that I normally wouldn't do. I think every married man knows that frankly, uh, once you get married, you're probably going to go to some stores, some, some, some places that you normally wouldn't go. And, uh, I'm not necessarily saying that you have to love that, but you'll, 
<laughs> you'll love being with her, seeing her happy as she does those things that she loves to do. Um, for me, there were some uh, entertainment venues. There were some more, uh, you know, some some meals that didn't happen at truck stops or diners, right? That I learned to enjoy because yeah. she enjoys going there. Yeah, and I really learned to enjoy taking out the trash too. So you know, uh, there's there's some of those actions too. Well, so, well, Dace, I I appreciate you sharing that and and really uh, wrapping our heads around. I know it was a little bit of a pivot where we we first talking about pursuing purity, uh, but ultimately it comes down to focusing on Christ and not about hey, don't do this, but do this. And so rather than um, trying to fill a void with with all the things that the world offers, that a that an impure world and an impure society um, are trying to fill that void, and let's come back, let's focus on Christ, let's really uh, dive in, fill ourselves up with the Holy Spirit, and say, God, what do you want me to be? And so today, as we talk about pursuing purity, we want you to know that you are encouraged. And if you're struggling in this area, reach out to us. Seriously, take time, send an email. Uh, You can contact us at the website, but we want to pray for you and cheer you on in your mission to follow God and serve in his kingdom. As always, we hope you have been encouraged by this episode as we're here to help inspire church leaders in their ministry. Hey, have a great day and be sure to look for future episodes where we build on this foundation additional tips in pursuing purity in your life. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast.